Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse, Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and connect with us on social media. Join the conversation by emailing us at info at fusedmarriages.com. All right, Michael, what are we hopping into today? Well, let's always thank the people for the ones that are joining us, the ones that are maybe newly subscribed to our show. We got some exciting stuff planned, right? Yeah. So like, comment, share, definitely hit that subscribe button if you haven't hit it already. So, but today we're going to talk about blended families, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're one, right? We're we're a blended family. Right. Right. In this case, we don't know. I think really everybody's a blended family in some respect. To some degree. But there are some unique things about blended families, in particular when you say, you know what, you're bringing some outside kids to the relationship i'm saying outside is like no they're not like outside outside right. but outside like, of that union there you go yeah. outside of the union into the relationship right okay so we got some topics we want to talk about to kind of figure out okay you know what we deal with some different things than maybe what a normal family would necessarily have to deal with normal like nuclear like a like right. a typical right. or right. standard definitely put those family. on quotes but it's also really interesting that statistically Blended families are becoming the norm. I know a lot of people might not like that. That's not the goal. Right. Um, but that is something that's happening in society and in marriage and with youth. So we have to we have to acknowledge it. Yeah, I, th- I think you say something about that. I think, I mean, a lot of times that gets overlooked, right? You say it's becoming the norm. Unfortunately, right, there are some people that either, you know, get divorced, relationship doesn't work out, or have kids that necessarily weren't married but still get married to someone else that wasn't the natural parent. And like, you know what, we have to actually help them, right? Try to be better, understand what the dynamics are. So yeah. So if you're a blended family, make sure that um, you also like you share this. Um, we'd love to hear from you because we're a blended family. So we understand some of the unique dynamics that you are experiencing. Absolutely. So hit that first topic up. Let's, what is it? All right. So the first thing that we're, we're going to be discussing today is does age matter? So we're really focusing on um, the kids here. So we're focusing on your children um, biologically or in the co-parenting situation. So does the kid, the age of that child, does it matter if they're um, a toddler or a preteen or a young adult in different aspects, like when you're coming together or in the rearing of it and all of that. What do you think? Yeah. So let's work our way up, right? Let's start with the babies, right? So let's say someone gets married mm-hmm. and they have a baby, you know, we call them babies, say three years and younger. Okay. And they get married. I think that's probably the easiest of the actual age groups to deal with because as a baby, like that kid doesn't know any different. Yeah. Right. And it's not really a big established relationship between the the the, uh, the parent and the, uh, the the kid whatever mm-hmm. so I'm saying a parent that's like not in the relationship that the is. non-biological parent mm-hmm. yeah the non so they had that time to kind of basically say you know what okay I can take this kid and really you know what and raise it as almost my own even though that kid is not biologically mine mm-hmm. yeah I think I think it's really when you're talking about children there are so many dynamics because you have the biological um mother and father and then you either have the step or co-parenting mother and father and depending on the relationship of those two which i know we'll get into a little bit later um it can really influence the child and how they view their their relationship with the co-parent so even as a toddler like you said it was a little bit easier because you can raise that child as your own but even that can be really tricky because let's say um 
that little girl is now has a, a new stepmother right. and the biological mom is kind of like, you're, you're not the mom, I'm the mom, which is totally yep. valid. Yep. Um, but that it can inhibit the growth of that relationship right. because that mom, you know, or dad, depending on the scenario can be challenged with how to respond and how much do I give to this, you know, three-year-old, how much can I do? Um, I want to take them to, Disney World or I wanted to go get their hair done or I wanted to give him a haircut while he was at the house or, or whatever, it can really become sticky. And so, I mean, as we kind of work up, I think even toddlers is a challenge because, you know, younger children get attached really quickly. So, um, so toddlers classify that. So we're talking about the, the same three thing. and younger. Yeah. So the baby saying. was three and younger. So toddler is what? Three. Oh, sorry. Well, three to let me know. six. Yeah. I, I don't think, know. This, I'm I so think exp- all yeah. children let's say six and under okay. are going to get attached really quickly. Okay. Okay. Um, so negotiating that is, is um, something that needs to be discussed between you and your spouse. Now, if you're watching and you're not yet married, um, maybe you're living together, maybe you're just really in a serious relationship. Um, there is kind of a, um, a bond that is formed. So you have mm-hmm. to be just so, so careful um, that if you, you're not even sure about the relationship, I don't know if I really like him. I'm not sure if I'm feeling her. Don't get really attached to that kid. Um, that really becomes, and I'm not saying don't interact and all of that. This is just what I believe. Um, and you might have a different thought mm-hmm. about it. But when that child gets attached, and let's say um, you as the biological parent, okay, that relationship doesn't work out. And then you get into another one, and they get attached to the kid. They're interacting. Y'all are hanging out, and that one doesn't work out. There's a stability issue that's mm-hmm. created for that child because they no longer know Who's going to be here? They know, okay. And then that's when you start hearing kids, well, I always got my mom or I always got my dad because they don't know who else is going to be consistently right, right. involved in their life. Um, so my my thoughts are not that you don't engage, not that you don't enjoy, but make sure that the relationship between you and that other person is solid enough to invest in a significant way in that child's life. And I'm going to say this and then throw it back to you. Mm-hmm. But, and when you're dealing with um, a child six and under, a toddler or a baby, um, you create this really loving um, relationship, but there are still, you know, some boundaries. And I know we'll talk about that too, but there are still some things that yeah. you have to keep in mind. They have a biological parent. If they do, um, if that other parent is not involved, then awesome. Fill in the gaps, but recognize um, that there are going to be some some differences, not just um, in behavior, but depending on when you came in. If you came in at four and the child was accustomed to kind of getting everything that she or he wanted from either parent and you're coming in like, hold on, this can't be, they can't, you know, scream all day or they can't, um, you know, not be disciplined or they can't eat cookies every night or whatever it is. Um, then there might be some resistance, but there also might be some adjustment that both adults have to do as well as the kid. Yeah. I mean, I think you brought up an interesting, uh, topic I'm a detour before we go into the, the teen, the preteen mm-hmm. and the teenagers is that the attachment piece, yeah. Like, so how soon, and this is a question for you, Ooh, okay. how soon should someone bring their kid around a person? Like, you know what I mean? So say you're dating, like, what's that time frame look like? That's a very good question. <clears throat> um, I think that the challenge is that um, you want to make sure that that person is stable before you bring them in, mm-hmm. into the kid. You want to make sure, um, you know, that you've kind of vetted them out. You don't want to bring somebody in that you think is cute and they like to cook. So they're going to come to your house and, you know, cook you dinner while your kid is there. Like 
you want to make sure like before they know where you live, okay, are we are we in a safe mental space? Um, are they um, reliable? And, you know, you get to kind of know them a little bit away from your kid. Um, this is, again, I would love to hear from you. This is Tristan's perspective, okay? Um, and then you start to say, okay, maybe in very limited interaction or maybe in group, maybe we do like a Christmas party and they're invited and you introduce, oh, you know, your kid is there. Oh, this is such and such, you know, like this is my friend, such and such. See how that interaction goes. And then you work your way from the, the way that I think you work your way from the large group to the small group so that the kid has an opportunity to see them like, Oh, okay. That's my mom's friend or that's my dad's friend versus like, Hey, this is my new dude. He's going to be at the house. You know, I, I don't know that that adjustment is as helpful, but, um, to get, to your question, I think that that varies a lot, depending on your age, um, depending on your child's age. Um, we were talking about we're talking about attachment. We first started talking about it through toddlers, but as you are, um, maybe when your kids are thirty, it doesn't mean that they're going to be um, any less emotional, <laughs> but it also means that okay, they should be able to process a little bit faster. They should be able to kind of think through some of these things. Um, so I think it's a really tricky question because it varies so drastically. But what I would say is make sure that you are very clear on who this person is and that they would be, that they should be and could be involved in your child's life before you bring them around. Don't just bring somebody around because you think you like hanging out with them. I think, I, mean, I definitely agree with what you're saying because I mean, they can be tricky, right, with, uh, with bringing people around when you're not necessarily sure if they're going to stay there. Mm-hmm. I think the difficulty with some single parents is that they're single parents. So they're like forced to say, okay, they don't have that support structure necessarily say, okay, I'm going to shield my kid when I'm with this new person I'm trying to discover and understand and build a friendship with. So now, you know, I become uncle Mike. Mm -hmm. Who is that? That's just uncle Mike. Okay. You know what I mean? So now, 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 you know, you know, little Sally got like, you know, the nose about eight uncles, but ain't they all gone. Right. You know what I mean? So, I, that's funny, but it's like that's actually probably how it happens right. a lot of times where people have to like kind of say, okay, you know what? I'm not sure they're gonna be there or not. So you know who is it? Oh, this your new, this your new uncle or or whatever. I've seen you know females do. I'm not sure what you know mm-hmm. guys do in that particular case, but I'm not. But the aspect of like trying to figure out to say how do I like still have a dating life? Yeah, and I have a kid that's like you know what? I got responsibilities for it. Right, right. So I, I think it's. I mean. I think those people are those people. Single people are in a in a very difficult situation. Yeah, yeah single parents. Single parents, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Single parents are in a very difficult situation. They try to figure out how to navigate. Right? I want to date, at least understand or discover new opportunities because I want to be with a, with someone that loves me and cares about me. Right. But I got to shield my kid to a certain degree until I'm sure that they're going to be there. Yeah, I think that that's definitely a real challenge. But I think that's one of those really tricky, challenging things that you just mm-hmm. have to figure out. Um, if it's maybe you have lunch dates, like so, okay, we we go out on a lunch date because I yeah. I'm not I can't do a dinner date, or I don't. If you have like the every other weekend situation, okay, we go out on dates every other weekend where mm-hmm. my child is away. But I also think that it's really important that you you do see the interaction between that person in your child at some right. point. It doesn't mean it has to be that first month or even first year, yeah. but you want to make sure that that person, how are they responding? Um, and I want to say this, and this can go both ways, but as a woman, um, 
particularly if you have young girls, um, not even young girls, if you have a girl um, and you're bringing a man, if you have a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old, you want to see how that dude responds to your daughter because um, mm-hmm. you're bringing him into the house. And that, I'm not saying that you necessarily have to know all of his, you know, everything he's ever done, but I would, you know, say no as much as you can. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and again, that's not like trying to be like um, digging through his paperwork or going through his phone. We've talked about that on other shows, but um, I, as a woman, am very cognizant. Um, and that's not to say things can't ever happen, but, and I'm, and if it has happened to you, that's, I, I sincerely um, want healing for you or your child. Um, but I am saying that as much awareness as we can have about those that are going to be around our children, we should have. Um, and th- I mean, that's from childcare, you know, that's because things can happen. Um, so if there's anything as parents that we can do, um, we have to be vigilant, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's jump into the, the next age group, right? We got the, the preteen yeah. slash teenagers. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you have an older kid that's, you know, preteen, they're in that sixth grade, fifth grade, all the way up to like, you know what, let's say they're in high school mm-hmm. and you're trying to date. I think that this this group is is a is a rough group, right? Because yeah, I mean, for sure, they've been with this parent for you know what that their biological parent for a certain amount of time. They got established rules and understanding, and this new person, you know, they may be a little different yeah. from what they're used to. Yeah, and like that's hard. That's a hard place for that outside person to come into and try to either figure out Baby, how they fit in. You know, I know. Yeah, you can talk about it a little bit. <laughs> So for those of you guys that don't know, we um, are a blended family and we have children in every generation. So we were in our literally dealing with young adult to toddler. Um, So we in everything of four children, that's what we've got. So we definitely understand the challenges of blending. Um, And as we're talking about kids, um, we're not just talking about one parent that has a child and the other one that doesn't and coming into that relationship. Sometimes it's two people that have children and then you're That's you're true. blending that or one that has more than one child. They might have two or three kids and you're blending. So the blending of the family is just hard. It's yeah. just hard. And don't let anybody tell you that it should be easier. And people that have um, this the standard, quote unquote, um, nuclear family that don't have to deal with blending I'm not mm-hmm. saying they don't get it, but they don't get it. Um, and and it's you have to find people that not only love you and love your kids and love your blend and love the beauty and the challenge of it, people that you can talk to. You have to find people that understand this is not the same. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the same rules. It's not the same. I can't just tell one child that biologically is mine something and say the same thing in the same way to a child that isn't biologically. Um, and Man. I say mine as in all of us, like you just can't do that. Right. Um, so when you're dealing with this age group that we're talking about now, that preteen, that, that, you know, teenager, there are so many things that are happening with them already biologically and socially. And then you blend. Ooh, mm. it's tough. that's, that's hard. That is really hard. And then, um, there are so many factors, and we talk about this in our marriage, um, our premarital class, and in our marriage coaching, um, because there are just so many facets. Um, were the parents ever married? Were they raised by the single parent up until this point? Um, were there was one person dating a lot and the other one wasn't? All those factors play into the psychological aspect of blending right. and of where that child is, and how willing they are to receive 
somebody else um, and what their expectations of that somebody else are. If they're 13 and you're, you know, 26, they might not have that same level of respect and admiration that you might think that they should versus if they're, you know, 30 and you're getting married at 60, you know, or 50. Um, Those, the age group really, really matters because of where that child is in terms of development. Um, So when you're dealing with that age group, you have to take into account the, um, I I guess I just want to say to the emotional and psychological aspects of the attachment. What do you What do you think? We've been through this, and no, we still no, are. yeah, I think I think I mean the people should know that. I mean, it's something we we have lived and we're currently live, living, right. right? So I mean, right. even as we jump into the next age group, the uh, the adult, right, of of the blended family. If you have an adult kid, that is, we just now are in the brink of that, right? An 18, 19, 20, now twenty one year old that we actually are. She's 21 that we that we have to kind of blend still in the process of blending, right? It's like it's an ongoing, it doesn't go away, is basically what I'm saying, right? From right. don't care if there's if they're a baby, it's different. If they're a toddler, it's just different. If they're a preteen or a teenager, right. it's different. It's just different. If they're an adult, and some of you guys out there may have, you know, have gotten divorced and, and gotten remarried, or Lord forbid, some widowed and you got remarried, and you have adult children that are trying to figure out, like, right, okay, who is this new person? How are they gonna be like dad are they gonna be like mom or you know uh, mm-hmm. how, how do we fit now right so it's just i think this even as an as an adult it's us learning the adult aspect of it like it's it's the same mm-hmm. it's the same i shouldn't say that you're still dealing with blended it's not it's different but it's we're still dealing with blended concerns and issues of really trying to put it all together right right and i, I also want to note um whenever whenever you're coming in to the blended situation um, both adults have to have a certain amount of grace for the other adult um, because depending on the age, like there are some adjustments that they're having to make. Um, if it was, uh, you know, a mom and her daughter or a mom and her son and they had been doing it alone, they might have a system that now you're coming in and you're changing the system. And, you know, we talk about our situation, we're transparent and we haven't done it all right right right. at all and we figured out some things which is why we try to share but i know like if you're a structured person like i'm a structured person michael's more kind of loose with it (laughs) you know like he has a structure but within there there's a lot of variables for me it's like i have a structure why create a structure if they're going to be variables you know so um when you come into a blended situation you have to make sure that you um kind of mesh with the culture. It doesn't mean that you lose yourself in that, but that you talk like, hey, how do you guys do this? Mm -hmm. This is how I'm accustomed. How can we make it work? Or it might take a year or two or three to change the system, but it can't be day one. Okay, this is what we decided. This is where y'all going to fall in line. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. There's going to be a lot of tension Mm -hmm. in the house, a lot of um, trouble in the house, a lot of confusion in the house because depending on, again, how long that person and if that child's experienced trauma, um, the trauma of divorce, because that is a traumatic situation for both the adult, but truly the kid. Um, and again, in different age groups, you deal with trauma differently. Um, and depending on if if it was divorce or if it was um, a widowing, like you said, that's a whole different thing. Oh. So um, having grace as with the other adult. Okay, we talked about this. Yeah, it's going to take a little more time than I thought. Okay. And making the adjustment or making sure that you are consistently talking. Communication is just so major and it's even more important when you have a kid or being open to something that the other person sees. So as we're talking about um, an adult, like, okay, we got to make note when Michael and I got married, um, our oldest at the time was 14. Mm -hmm. I want to say 13 or 14. Um, 
And when we, there were some things that he, it was a girl or she is a girl. And there were some things that he did not notice as a dad that I noticed as a woman. So he had to kind of trust some of the things like, Hey, you might want to, you know, talk to her about this. Or, um, I saw this, I don't know if you're aware from a female perspective or from a woman's perspective, this is something that, you know, might need to be taught. Um, and gently handling the situation and because it's going to be some things that he doesn't notice. Um, there's going to be some things like he'll come from basketball and sit on the couch. This is a real true, true story. He'll come from basketball, playing basketball and sit on the couch and kind of like air, air out. You know, she can't do the same thing. You I'm know, chilling. She, she, I'm chilling. This is I like to relax. Real. I'd be like, uh, Michael, I don't, you know, she's only she's only 13 or 14. But this can't be the the habit where y'all, she comes from volleyball, you come from basketball, y'all yeah. sitting on the couch just yes. smelling, you know, <laughs> it's different for a dude than a girl, yeah, but there are some different. things and it has to be the same, like vice versa. Like, Hey, yo, he can't, he can't just come in the house and do this or he shouldn't talk to you as his mom that way. Um, or right. he needs to get up and mow the lawn or take out the trash or whatever it is. Um, you have to be willing to receive because sometimes you can be defensive. Like, Hey, I've raised them this far. Who are you coming in here? Like, I like you, but uh uh-uh. you know so just making right. sure that you're kind you're able to listen and able to have grace both ways yeah i, I think we kind of shifted a little bit from you know the different oh, age groups bad. no no you're good <laughs> okay hey i can i can i can get in the pocket <laughs> you flow with it i like can get in the pocket that's what i say you know you get you got to get in the pocket you got to know where you at mm-hmm. okay it's cool but no it's, i guess kind of shifted a little bit just and you got you already touched on some of them already about how long does it take to jail mm-hmm. right because i think people often get say okay you know what I met this great person. Mm-hmm. They're great for me. We hang out. We cool. They even love me to death. But the kids part is like, it's friction. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, hold on. How am I going to have this great person? But I got these, my kids aren't necessarily like vibing very well mm-hmm. with this, with this person. Yeah. Like there's some time it takes for that, you know, yeah. that to happen. And, and, and I guess to mature the relationship that is between the kids and, and the other parent. Of, of really establishing something really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I talk about in um, premarital blended is how the children respond to you when you're the girlfriend or the boyfriend may or may not be how they respond to you when you're the wife. Mm-hmm. The expectations um, are a little bit different. Even if you guys, and we do not criticize or condemn anybody, even if you already live together, something happens when you say I do and it becomes like, oh, they're going to be here forever in the same capacity as this person. Now that's his wife, you know, now she's signing paperwork. Now they're doing things as husband and wife. Something about that is just different than like, that's my dad's girlfriend or that's my mom's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, so that gelling thing, you, it's, it's constant, just like the, the child changing is constant. Like there are so many situations in which the gelling is, um, prevalence. Like if you're talking about, um, Who's the emergency contact on the forms? Um, What's going on with the school program? Who is, you know, who's coming to the games and cheering? You know, all of that matters. And then you look down the line, who's who's walking the kid down the aisle? Um, Who's going to be in the wedding? Do they have a seat at the family reunion? These are conversations that specifically blended families um, have to talk about because they are so, so dynamically different than um, a standard nuclear family. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a successful blended family. It just means that you have to be aware of some of the conversations that are necessary. So when you're talking about the gelling of the blended family, it is, it's something, man. 
Yeah, I think I, I can put a number on it in my mind. It's at least from what we've experienced. It takes more than two years. Oh, for sure. It takes more than two years to really to get like, how we call it, you know, just in the groove of things, right? It's like, you think it would be instant. I don't care if the two people are like, love each other. We love each other. But like, it just took us some time to kind of say, you know, as a family, like it's still like, we're still like maneuvering it, right? So like, yeah. okay, new dynamics come up, right? Whatever it's activities coming up or whatever and schools and adults or whatever it's kind of it, you're always constantly evolving yeah. with a blended family and it's like i think it takes at least two years i think the frustration at comes least. in like the frustration comes in like okay oh man we're like a year in and like man it's like we still kind of like trying to figure it out okay now we're 18 months in so and that changes with the number of yeah. kids too so oh, if yeah. you have more than one if you like hold on you said number kid what if you like kiki white see you don't have to call people's name out well how many kids she got though i think like maybe Nine, 10, 11, I I, like I just seen something on Facebook. I know it's a lot. I can't even remember the number. I don't want to say because I'd be somebody be like, okay, no, no, she got more than that. I don't know. I know it's a lot. Yeah. I don't want to be that baby other parent. I can't, you know, I don't. Baby other yeah, I can't. I can't. That's going to be. Because yeah. like, all the kids, you have to recognize that your children have personalities, that they have some, they're becoming something. They're in the process of discovering and learning. And then you're introducing dramatically new elements into mm -hmm. their process of discovering and learning so now they're trying to figure out not only who they are individually but where they fit in this thing like okay yeah. my my dad was my protector like this is every saturday we woke up and we did this and now you're here and he's doing something different so there can be some resentment there can be some frustration there can be some confusion mm -hmm. in where do i fit in this now and then when you have multiple kids you're dealing with the personality because as you know as a parent your children have different um different expectations, different personalities, different desires. So depending on the number of kids and the age of those kids, you have, yeah. you know, some push pull, some, it's like this thing. So you said two years and I'm like, it takes more than that because yeah. every time that they kind of graduate to a, a new level of maturity, it's like, you're dealing with a new kid. Like, okay, when she was six, you know, she was this and now she's, you know, 10 or now she's 15 and there's something different and I don't I don't know exactly how I fit and especially if your child is going from house to house so how they relate with their biological parent and then how they're relating to their co-parent right. okay well my mom she makes omelets like this and you make mm -hmm. omelets like this I like my mom's better whereas in a nuclear family you don't really it, this is how they're made you know you eat this or you don't eat this this is what it is so then there's this constant go back and comparison well I'm going on vacation here mm -hmm. with my mom and now over here, I don't have as much fun or right. I don't get to do this or I used to do that. And that's not to say really either household is doing anything intentionally right. to say to to sabotage the other house. It's just how that kid is growing up and how they are understanding both households. Right. Um, I've heard like some people try to make like the mom, this kind of biological mom, this manipulative or hateful person. And sometimes that's the case. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes right. it's, I really love my kid. I really miss my kid when they're gone. I want to spend as much time soaking them up as possible. Just like the other, I cannot stand. I have an upcoming blog that's coming up, but I can't stand that idea of like the deadbeat dad there. Statistically, it's just, it's just not true. There are so many, certainly there are fathers out there that are absent. We need more, particularly black minority fathers. We need your, we need you. We have a whole father. I mean, we have a whole episode called the um, importance of fathers um, from Fuse. So go check that out. If you haven't seen it, you are needed. You're needed in your son's lives. You need it in your daughter's lives. 
you're needed. Um, but those that are there, I hate that kind of like, oh, well, you know, he's just this or he's just that. He's a dad and he's a person and he's figuring it out. Just like the mom, you're trying to consistently gel, mesh, learn your children. So with this gelling thing, man, it, I think it can take a long time. I mean, you can still be trying to figure out how to maneuver your adult kid. Yeah. You know, just trying to figure yeah. out how do I gel with a 21-year-old a or a 22-year-old or a 23-year-old and how do I gel with a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a, you yeah. know, a three-year-old? How do I how do I make adjustments to accommodate this new dynamic? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, you, you you're right on right on point. I guess what I'm thinking as well. I think the adults can t- take longer sometimes than what the kids can take. Hmm, talk about that. What do you mean? Yeah, I guess from the time aspect of it, it's like okay, you know what? Adults kind of like they know when they're being nasty. Or they know when they're kind of like, I don't really like her, I don't you know, want her, I don't like him or whatever. So it takes like a little more like patience and love to really kind of pull them into the fold. Sometimes you can't win them over, mm. right? Is your love strong enough to go beyond that? Wow. And then the person that's the biological parent, like how do they like navigate that, right? Where mm. my kids can't stand my new wife. Mm-hmm. And they adult kids. They 20, 30, 40 years old. They don't want to come around. They don't want to come around. Mm-hmm. Ain't no more Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, but I think that's where as a parent, you got to like figure out, okay, you know what? I'm the biological parent. Can I sit my kid down and talk them through? Like, man, this person's a great person. Unless you see something I don't see. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about that. And hopefully we can talk about that as a group. And I think it's important too for that um, that non-biological parent to be open, to still reach out like, yeah. hey, we'd love to have you. Hey, we're, we're doing this thing. It would be great to those other adult kids right. um, that they don't feel excluded or left out or kind of pushed out really. Yep. That they're still, uh, you know, they're still a part of a family, even if they don't come to Thanksgiving dinner. Hey, we really miss you. It's we, mm-hmm. we care. We would have loved to have you. So it, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. We all trying to, Trying to figure it out. So if you're a blended family out there, please connect with us. Hit us up. This conversation could keep going on and on. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure you connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Check out the website for more content and resources, FuseMarriages.com. Let's talk about it.